Duty is defined as a task that one is required to perform, a responsibility, a legal responsibility. You are owed a duty by others at all times, whether a sole person or a huge corporation. You are owed a duty to be safe from negligent, careless, intentional acts that cause you serious damage, death, permanent injury, catastrophic loss. Others have caused a breach, a breach of the duty due you and yours. Your only recourse is to pursue a legal claim. It is impossible to turn back time so that the injury and damage did not occur. Monetary compensation is the only alternative, both to compensate you for your loss, but also to confirm the conduct of the wrongdoer. Motor vehicle accidents, slip and fall injuries, assault, dangerous products, workplace injuries, animal bites, defamation, these are a portion of the wrongs that are inflicted on you and yours. Opsitnik and Associates can make the difference. Al Opsitnik has litigated, tried, and settled injury claims throughout the United States in his home state of Pennsylvania, but also New York, Maryland, and Alaska, just to name a few. When duty is breached, contact Opsitnik and Associates to make things right. For you, for yours. Contact them toll-free, 1-866-391-3299, or visit them on their Facebook page, Opsitnik and Associates, or their website, OpsitniksLaw.com. See the links in the description below for more information. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Consoles and Computers, a Carnival of Randomness production. I am Zach. Rye is back. Hello. So we've done Bethesda. We've done Nintendo. Now we're going to take a look at something else that everybody knows about, the collector's edition of video games. Yes. And what we mean by the collector's edition of video games is... Oh, hang on. Leroy's traipsing on through. Go ahead, bud. Uh, what we're talking about with collector's editions of games is when you buy a game, if it adds on a little something extra. Like you get a figure or some sort of collectible. Yeah. You know, they're everywhere. You can't escape them. So, uh, but I think to lay it out first, we should take a look for, for our opinions. You know, this mm -hmm. is just for you and I. What do we think separates a good collector's edition from one you shouldn't waste your money on? Yeah. So, what do you what do you think? Where would you start off? What would be one of your big things? Uh, for me personally, I think, you know, the really great collector's editions are ones that are obviously sort of unique to the game. Like, it should do something different, you know, because they're sort of a standard for collector's edition. You right. get a statue, you get an art book, you get the the lithographs, which are just basically the printed pictures. Right. Uh, usually it'll include some sort of, like, map or diagram, and then sometimes some other filler. Mm. But the map, art book, and lithographs are kind of standard to just about everything, and... You know, like, that's fine, but I think some collector's editions, the better ones, are something that go away from that. Right. Just something something different. It might not be something you would particularly want, mm. but it's something interesting. Yeah, you know, and it just sort of fits with sort of what the game is, you know, because getting a statue and, and a map just, for some games, is kind of like, eh... Yeah, and a lot of times you also have to factor in that sometimes this is an additional, maybe upwards of like $100 on top of the game. Well, that's it, you know. I mean, some do include the game, but some don't. Some you're literally just yeah, buying Yeah, I'm sorry, toys. but I have never once heard of a collector's edition video game not coming with the game. To me, that's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing that I like in game, you know, in collector's editions is obviously replicas of, of in-game items. I think that's probably always kind of a hit. Yeah, especially if you're a fan of the game, if you can get like a little, th a good one we should we should mention. We're, we're going to talk about some bad ones near the end of this. Yeah, you, you know, but it's like, it's cool, you know. Anybody can get a statue or an art book. It's cool to have something in the game, you know, your version of something in the game. Right, exactly. And, you know, to kind of... Um... Do the, everybody else is doing it, so why not dogpile on, like, Loot Crate? 
you know, you don't want crap you can go to the dollar store and buy. Well, that's it, you know. So I think that, you know, on the flip side, collector's editions that, you know, contain either a lot of filler or, for me, items that just don't match the theme of the game, you know? So, like, you've got a game set in the future, but it'll give you playing cards or... You know, you've got a game set in the past, and they give you a USB thumb drive. Yeah, like, it makes no sense. Like, at least have it tied in. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it starts to feel that they just got a warehouse bulk buy, slapped their brand on something, and gave it away. Exactly. You know, so that, I think, is unfortunate. To me, I would rather not have anything than be kind of pandered to like that. Yeah, you know, it it reminds me of the stuff you get at, like, uh, Comic-Cons or video game cons, you know, where they, like, the stress balls with, you know, whatever video game logo on it. Like, right, exactly. You know, the cheap crap that you can buy in bulk and have anybody's inkjet uh, a logo on. Exactly, you know, like, that has nothing to do with, like, any game. It's just, here's a thing with the logo on it. Aren't you glad you have it? Yeah. But... So that's... I'm sorry, go ahead. uh, We should also put in the disclaimer that we're doing, like, real collector's editions. So, like, the PR thing for the Saints Row Super Dangerous Wadwad edition. Yeah, the million dollars, and you get a ticket on the Virgin Space Mission, and plastic surgery, and hostage negotiation training, or some shit, or... Yeah, and the Lamborghini. Yeah, the Lamborghini. And it's essentially... Basically, it's PR. That's all it is. Yeah. Nobody's ever going to buy it. Well, that's it, you know, and yeah, there's been a couple of like, done... We can go you know, on Amazon, order it, and have it delivered to our house. Yeah, you know, like, you could go into your local video store and find, you know, find your order these collector's editions. So, yeah, we're not doing the, the you know, million-dollar-plus PR stunts. Exactly. All right, so, well, we both have a lot of the similar likes, so why don't you launch in, because you got to a lot first... Uh, what was one of, uh, one of that you really liked? That uh, would be worth really, the money for you, I should say. Yeah, uh, I think one of the best ones was the Fallout New Vegas because it follows the my sort of theme of things. You know, it's a it's a game that's based in in Las Vegas, so it came with you know various gambling things. You got the playing cards, which yeah, the were poker unique. Chips. You know, they didn't just buy a, a dollar store deck of cards. Yeah, you got the poker chips. You got uh, replicas of the in-game platinum chip, which is a you know an, a plot item in the game. Yeah, which ticks one of your boxes. But yeah. I will say this: that is the only one of them I ever bought. Yeah, it also comes with a, a graphic novel, which is kind of different. Like I would prefer yeah. that to an art book. Right, something with a plot and. I think it came with like a, a DVD, like a behind-the-scenes DVD. Yeah, you know, which for some people may not be that interesting, no, but, but for me personally, because I was a Fallout fan, that's cool. Yeah, and just I think if you really like a video game, I mean, it's it's something that people get all the time with movies, right? Like it's bonus features on every DVD right, now. Because but... if you're really into a movie, you want to know, like you know, outtakes or what happened. Why wasn't this scene in there? How did they do this scene? How did they make the the rig for it? Yeah, and I think that it's kind of interesting that most video games never did that. Uh, Fallout did it for several of their collector's editions. They included, you know, making of DVDs. And for me, that's cool. I like to see how they they came up with the game and, you know, voice acting stuff. Yeah, because didn't they do that? uh, They did that with 3 as well. Yeah. Well, so so why why don't we just talk about, because I know several of yours were Fallout's. Yeah, again, you know, they've been good about making their collector's editions full of in-game, you know, replica items, which are so iconic, you know. So even years ago, you could get the the Pip-Boy edition uh, and get, you know, wearable Pip-Boys or the replicas of the in-game bobbleheads and lunchboxes and just... Wasn't that the wearable Pip-Boy, isn't that the one you can kind of rig to your phone? Yeah, that was for the the Fallout Four one. They did release a a one for three, but it was more of a fixed clock. I think I think you could maybe hack it, but I can't remember. Yeah. But for Fallout Four, they did release the actual Pip Boy edition with 
Yeah, with one that came with a bunch of adapters to accept, you know, the mainstream phones, and they actually developed an entire app, free app that I was say, I gave it. That. The... I mean, that was really cool. I I didn't I didn't buy it, but I thought it was really cool. It was different. Yeah, and it actually interacts with the game. Like, I think you can link them so that you can use the app and your wearable Pip Boy to change, you know, in things in the game. Which is really cool, if you ask me. Yeah, so that was really well done. Like, it was well done on sort of every front that I look for, because it was a replica item, it was, you know, interactable, it, you know, you could use it with the game, so, yeah, and, you know. And and I should mention, the, the Fallout New Vegas one, when it came out, I don't think it was that ungodly expensive. I think it may have been $90. Yeah, I think, you know, they've gotten more expensive. Oh, yeah, but... I mean, they've gotten more expensive, but I don't, there was something about it when I was walking and I saw it, I was like, man, that looks like some cool stuff. And I think that's what it was. It was the poker chips and the 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 graphic novel in there. I was like, this is different than the normal stuff. I kind of want this, so that's why I bought it. Yeah, uh, another one that I think I didn't have, but that looked really good, was the Titanfall 2 one. Oh, was that the one with the helmet that was badass yeah you know and, and again like you know it's this sort of futuristic -y, you know mech game so it came with you know sort of a bunch of different little tech gadgets and and that kind of thing yeah i'm fairly sure didn't it have like little attachments you could strap like a laser pointer to it maybe yeah you know and it's it's oh, but... got uh dog tag flash drives which are just kind of cool anyway yeah and i mean flash drives are nice it probably wasn't that big of a you know, a capacity, but still, it's a neat-looking thing. Well, that's it, you know, so it just, like, it felt like the people behind it had sort of taken some time to think, like, what is our game? Okay, it's got a lot to do with, like, you know, sort of technology and stuff, let's kind of do that, instead of just being like, here's some playing cards, here's a paper map. Right. <laughs> you know, here's your stress ball. And I mean, that one was pricey, I think. Yeah, because anytime you're going to get... Yeah, sort but at of, the same time, 250 bucks, you do get the game with it, we should stress. Yeah, and obviously, you know, the helmet... Yeah, which... you get an, a, a, a helmet, which, I mean, detail-wise, I never actually saw one in person, but it looked amazing. From all the reviews that I read, it was really good. Like, the quality was really, yeah, really like, good. Yeah, and I was even watching some unboxing videos, and it fit a pretty wide variety of head sizes. Yeah, so, you know, I think in that case, you know, that was worth it. If you're a, a Titanfall 2 fan, that would be something really cool to have. Yeah. Alright, well, uh, I'm going to throw you one. Yeah, you go. Okay, mine, probably the first one, I kind of wish I would have bought it, but maybe one day still, the Assassin's Creed Odyssey Pantheon Edition. Ah, uh, yes. I mean, we're talking, it was pricey, I think it was like 220 bucks, but mm. that statue... <laughs> it was a statue of what one guy of them coming off of a box in a leaping attack toward a, an enemy on the ground but this thing was massive yeah like I'm, I looked up the dimensions it was 15 and a half inches by 26 and a half inches this take would take up an entire shelf yes I mean so and you get the game I'm not even yeah. going to mention one that doesn't come with the game yeah. Uh, what else did it come with? Uh, a steelbook case. I, I kind of like the steelbook cases. I really do. I know Especially it's kind if of they're a... like nicely embossed or something like that. Yeah, they look way nicer on a, a shelf than just the plastic cases. Yeah, and then, you know, it comes with your standard stuff that we covered earlier. Come with the art book, the map, the lithograph. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, like, in-game content, which I think is... That's fine. Yeah. Um, but interestingly, it came with the soundtrack on DV on DVD CD. Yeah, which I think is always you know is usually nice too. A lot of people like you know video game soundtracks. Yeah, and it was you know especially because the Assassin's Creed games, it's not like music music; it's composition music. Yeah. So it's really good, relaxing music. Yeah, true, true. Which I think is definitely kind of cool. Yeah, it definitely is. But just that statue, man. I'm a sucker for <laughs> interesting statues, but my god, that was one of the best ones I've ever seen. Uh, it's it's interesting how, yeah, different people have different things. For me, it's... I like boxes. I don't know why. I really like, like, boxes, containers. So I'm a huge fan of, 
you know, nice containers for things for collector's editions. Yeah. So, uh, like, I like the Pip-Boy edition. I almost like the, the actual, like, plastic box it comes in. Yeah. You know, because inside the, you know, the retail cardboard box, it has the actual... Uh, you know, what's supposed to look like the in-game plastic box that Pip-Boys came in. Right. Which I think is cool. I mean, they put yeah. a lot of work into it. Yeah, so that was neat. Uh, it was the same for the uh, Borderlands Collector's Edition, which came with a, a replica uh, crate, like the in-game... Oh, was that the, the Ultimate Loot Chest one? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. Mm-hmm. But the stuff that it came with, and this is one of these ones that we would classify as an honorable mention, was the chest good enough to justify $150? You'd have to kind of see it in person. That was sort of the problem that, you know, it was filled with, like, otherwise kind of the most generic, yeah, it's mostly like the paper stuff. It's a steel bookcase, so that's fine, but. You know. Most of it was other paper stuff, you know, like uh, maps, uh, you know posters, diagrams, that kind of thing. And I guess if you were, like, really into it, that's fine. But, you know, you'd have to see the case in person. In pictures, it certainly looked really awesome, you know. So that, for me, it's... Because it, it ticks the two boxes, right? It's an, a replica of an in-game item, and it's a crate. All right, well, I'm going to throw one out on you like that. This ticks a couple weird boxes for me. It was a uh, Call of Duty... Uh, Black Ops 3, they came out with the Juggernog edition. Uh, with the little mini yes, fridge? Yes, exactly. It was 200 bucks. It comes with um, the Perca-Cola coasters, so that ticks a box. In-game, uh, in-game tie-in. Yeah. You know, concept art, whatever. Art cards are interesting if you're into the thing. Uh, a ton of in-game content. Yeah. But a fully functioning... Light up and sound mini fridge shaped like the Juggernog machine. Which I think is cool. And for the price, that's really good. Yeah, and a legitimately working mini fridge that would fit a 12-pack of standard 12-ounce cans. Yeah, you know, so for they wanted the $200 for that one. Yeah, 200 bucks. Take away like 60 70 for the game. Mm. You know, 130 that's not outrageously priced for a mini fridge, you know, just a standard mini fridge, but this one is like detailed and light up so it looks like the actual in-game thing. Yeah, cuz I you know, you can buy a uh like a mini Fallout Nuka fridge probably about the same dimensions, but I'm almost positive it would cost quite a bit more than that just on its own. Exactly, that would probably be like a 250-300 item. Yeah. You know, this one comes with it plus the game, and it's 200 bucks. So... Yeah, that, so that's really cool. That's one I saw, it's like, yeah, man, that that's cool. That, that <laughs> chick ticks a lot of boxes for me. Alright, I have to touch on one that's sort of fascinating and also kind of funny. Okay. You know, because it's the Resident Evil 7 Biohazard Collector's Edition. Okay, and I was reading about this, and I, I'm going to comment on it, but you go ahead, I know what you're going to bring up. Yeah, so it was $150, and it ticks, you know, a good thing, because it's a replica of the in-game house where the whole game is set, and the model itself is looks quite good, like, it's quite detailed and impressive, but it has a problem. Yes, and this was the problem I read. It said, the headline was, the Resident Evil 7 Collector's Edition stinks, literally. Yeah. Like, it's it's got that problem that some uh, plastic things have where it smells. Yeah, and I, really I've never bad. been around one, but I've heard that it smells very bad. Yeah, you know, so it's kind of, like, it's terrible, and, you know, for people who paid for it, because, yeah, I've heard that it's quite uh, potent. It's got that real chemically smell yeah. that certain oh. things just have. And it's one of those smells that doesn't really go- ever go away. No, you know, it's, you can't really do anything about, so it's sort of unfortunate because it's a really cool thing, like it's yeah, a really it's a nice cool model. model, but. And then it comes with, you know, a severed finger USB stick, so that, again, fits the sort of horror theme, and then also a, like a VHS cassette. I saw that, was that a real working VHS, or what was that? 
I'm not actually sure. I think it it may have been, or it may just be like a blank thing for display. Yeah, like a prop thing, but you know, it's cool because for all of you who just... don't know what a VHS is, consult your nearest Google machine. Yeah, you know, but it was you know tapes play a, a decent part in the plot oh, of yeah. the game. I mean, that's if you're a fan of the Resident Evil games, you know that that's a real good tie-in. You know, so that was cool, but it was such you know. Yeah, it's like, man, that's cool, and everybody's like, God, it smells like, oh. Yeah, you know, oh, that's cool, but, oh, man. It, as it soon literally as she says, I was like, I know exactly what she's going to say. Yeah, so, good try, but just some unfortunate, you know, decisions in, in you know, materials for the A-house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. I, I, I'm going to go back a little ways. This was, I think, an Xbox 360 game. Mm. Uh, was Lord of the Rings War in the North. Ah. They did a European release only collector's edition. The one in the US I think was different. Yeah. Uh, it came with, you know, the in- standard in-game content, art book, uh, making of the soundtrack DVD, uh-huh. which I think is kind of interesting. Mm. But it came with this really awesome looking snow troll statue. Yes, the troll statue was very nice. And... I I don't know what the price was because it was never released in the U.S., but I did see you can get it in America for 90 bucks. Mm. That's, and it comes with the game, obviously. Uh, the only downfall is I actually have the game. Ah. Uh, and I didn't know about the collector's edition with the statue because I would have bought it. Yeah. But that one is one that I think is cool. And for 90 bucks, it was worth it. Yeah. Uh... uh... I'll do a, another one that I think is really good, and it it's a perfect representation of one that the people really thought about. What is our game? You know, when is it set and everything? All right, what do you got? I got the We Happy Few Time Capsule Edition. Okay, um, for the people that don't know, because that's kind of more independent PC game, We Happy Few, isn't that the one where it's set in like an old-timey but futuristic world? And... Yeah, I mean it's it is on consoles. Oh, uh, is it? Okay. Yeah, so it it sort of started off as an indie game, got picked up by you know AAA publishers, um, and I'm not sure if the game itself is is necessarily that great, but no, yeah, it's, it's sort of set in a a sort of dystopian Britain, but yeah, like where you all have of to the... take your ha- what is it your happy pills or whatever? Yeah. If you've ever seen basically the movie Equilibrium, you know, it's basically that only in a sort of cartoony Britain. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. But anyway, I I don't actually know much about the uh, collector's edition because I didn't know they actually had a game. Yeah, you know, so it's all the the sort of theme of the the game is very uh, hippie, you know, so sort of 60s, 70s. Yeah. And so for the Time Capsule Edition, you get a sort of very round 70s style little alarm clock. Oh, with you like get the a... two bells in the ringer that just goes back and forth? No, it's just sort of like you remember all those, if you look at uh, like 70s TVs, they sort of oh. had a weird obsession with round. Yeah, the real rounded alarm clock. Okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, like everything technological had to be round in the 70s. Yes, it was, we were around the 70s. Uh, it comes with sort of a, a 70s light up uh, sign and it's, and the soundtrack is on an actual uh, 12 inch vinyl. Ooh, really? You know, because again, it's supposed to be all about the 70s and CDs didn't exist then. See, that's cool. You know, so like, I mean, I I guess if you really want the soundtrack, that would be a little lurking. But to me, it's cool because, like, they clearly sat down and really thought about it. Yeah, see, that makes sense. And it ticks a lot of you, a lot of our happy boxes. Yeah, you know, they... They gave you things, they made a, a real effort to make everything really fit the time period of the game. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I, I give them points for that. Yeah. Um, what else? Do, oh, I had, um, you remember the game Dishonored? Yeah. Dishonored 2 came out with a collector's edition, and it had, weirdly, a double-sided poster, which I, I mean, is cool, but I've never understood the concept of. Yeah. As an entity. Yeah. Um, 
uh, a steel bookcase, which I'm a sucker for, I will freely admit. Yeah. But this is going to tick two of your boxes, in-game replicas. Yeah. Uh, if you know, I mean, this may not resonate with a lot of people, but if you've actually played the game, it comes with, a, like, I think a life-size replica of Emily Caldwin's ring. Yeah. But also a 13 and a half inch tall replica of Corvo's mask on a stand. Which is really cool. And I, the pictures I've seen, the detail looks really good. Mm. And that one's only 80 bucks. Which is really good for a collector's edition. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that comes with the game. I would be shocked if it didn't, but... Mm. I don't know, but to me, and, you know, just that stuff, you know, it ticks your boxes. Replica of in-game items, good quality. Yeah. But still, the double-sided poster I'll never get as a thing. No, me neither. Um... I'll do a honorable mention. Yeah, okay, yeah, because I've got some honorable mentions coming up. The Red Dead 2 collector's box. Yeah, this was the first time I ever heard of the issue I've been complaining about. Yeah, and it was an issue for a lot of people, so it was $100, and the problem with it was that it didn't come with the game. Yeah, so that's... Which is really unfortunate because it... It's like the the We Happy Few. It's full of of old-timey Western things. It's cool. They really thought about, you know, the theme of the game. There's some replica in-game items, but just the fact that if you really kind of break it down, uh, playing cards, no, playing a bandana, cards, really and fancy some, playing cards don't even add up close to $100. Yeah, sort of the things you get from it, yeah, just don't remotely add up to, to the cost of it. And it's... It's unfortunate because it comes in a nice box, and yeah, it yeah, just sort but of... I, I guarantee you this, if it came with the game, you probably would have bought it. Yeah, you know, and I, I and it would be, I think, really well received, whereas, unfortunately, you'll usually find it on list of, you know, worst collector's editions or most hated collector's yeah. editions because it didn't come with the game. Um, I'm going to throw in an honorable mention for you. Okay. Oh, actually, there's one I forgot. I One more, just because of the complete bonkers of it. No, uh, right. The Borderlands Handsome Collection, the Claptrap in a Box. Ah, uh, yes. It was 400 bucks, but it came with a, an app-controlled, workable Claptrap robot. Which is just insanely cool. I, I'm sorry. It's I, I could almost move this to... Honorable mention, because $400 is a lot of money, but that is pretty cool. An app-controlled robot. And apparently it actually has a camera, and you can go around and talk through him, and it puts it out in his voice. Which is just awesome. I mean, just having a claptrap would be pretty cool. Yeah. That is, and that is different. Plus, it's unique and in-game. But now I'm going to throw out one of my honorable mentions. Not because it's like, a hated one because of something they did, but I couldn't justify the cost of it to myself. Mm. Uh, the collector's edition of Little Big Planet 2. Uh. Um, it had, you know, the t- the standard, you know, in-game, downloadable content, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it came with cardboard bookends. Yeah. Which makes sense for the game, but the fact of the matter is they're cardboard. Nah. And it did come with... A little seven-inch-tall Sackboy plush, which is adorable. Which but... is adorable, but it was eighty bucks, and yeah, it's just there wasn't enough to push it over for me. No, for eighty dollars, when essentially it's just kind of the plush. Yeah, if that there was kind of a big, if ass. there was something else, you know, yeah, just something else in there that would have pushed it over the edge. But as of right now, I, I mean, I love little big planet games. I think they're really yeah. cool. Me too. We've got them, but yeah, just for eighty dollars for basically just the plush. Eh. Yeah, I, I can't justify it to myself, and that's what I should say about the honorable mention category. Um, the ones we talked about earlier were ones we would actually go and buy. Yeah, these ones are ones that if something was a little different, yeah, then we would have bought them. 
Well, you know, and the problem with Little Big Planet too is that it's it's so popular that you can easily find you know Sackboy plushes for ten dollars. Oh, if, exactly. You could find them probably at five below or something like that. Like, there's so much uh, merchandise for that game that if you want that, there's so many other ways to get it. Whereas you can't say that about the other stuff. You're not going to find, you know, they don't sell sort of Pip Boys individually. You're not going to find a lot of the stuff in the other ones. You have to buy the collector's edition to get it. Right. Um, I got another honorable mention, and I'll explain why. It was uh, uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, mm. the limited edition. Um, it came with the Steelbook, the soundtrack on CD, mm. which eh, I could take or leave. The cool thing was there was a plasma lamp. <laughs> with Raiden's katana in there, oh. a model of it, and it lit up in different colors. That's pretty cool. But it's 150 bucks. Mmm. Is it exactly. 150 dollars like, worth of cool lamp? It's like it's cool, but not that cool. Ah. That you know, that's what I mean. Like, I don't be begr- if it was like a hundred bucks, it wouldn't even be an honorable mention. Yeah. It would be up there, but there's just nothing else that came with it other than the soundtrack. And to me that's mad. It's not worth an additional eighty bucks. Alright, I've got one which is a really good one, but all at the same time it's weird because it just is weird. Yeah. Uh the Death Stranding Collector's Edition, which comes with Is that the... that one with that creepy little baby thing? Yeah, the BB. Yeah, the BB. You know, so it's like it's really cool because it's it's a life size replica of an in game item. Yeah, it also comes with a steel book and uh, again with a really nice case. Exactly, and that takes your boxes. But just for people who don't know, the the BB is literally this this little fetus inside this yellow uh, sort of plastic case yeah it's um if you're not expecting it it's slightly off-putting you know it's it's kojima so it sort of makes sense and it's a huge part of the game but it's sort of it's it's funny the idea of a lot of people and you know i'll go ahead and say it probably mostly guys yeah now having this little fetus in a jar yeah you know on their shelf Exactly, but it gets points for crazy. It does, if you really like Death Stranding, which a lot of people really did. It's, you know, it's cool because you get two replica in-game items and they're life-size, which, you know, if you're going to cosplay, that's a godsend. Oh, god, yeah. Um, And they're really, you know, from what I've seen, it looks really good. the quality looks good. You didn't hear reviews of it. Like, there were some that looked good on paper and then it came out like well they rushed it so the painting was botched you didn't hear about that from that one no no it seems to be quite good but it's just it's, there's something so amusing about that for me i i agree and you know your fetus in a jar on your shelf i'm gonna throw my last honorable mention out there and then i got something else i want to shift gears into with you for a few minutes all right. Uh, my last one is Bloodborne, the Nightmare Edition. And as soon as I told you about that, you're like, oh my god, I was just thinking that one. Mm, and the reason yes. behind this one, you know, you got an an art book, eh. Uh, mm. Code for the digital soundtrack, eh. I mean, it was probably a good soundtrack. I never played the game, but how it was set. Yeah. A gothic notebook, I could care less. <laughs> but now we're getting into the stuff that I thought was interesting. There was this tiny little... It was like a bell trinket, and I'm pretty sure that's something to do with the game. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of interesting. Steel bookcase, which is one of my things. But there was an ink and quill set. And mm. it was like blood red ink, and I think the ink bottle was shaped like a little skull. Yeah. Very cool. Mm. Not $150 cool. Yeah, because that sort of had the problem where you had one one cool item, but unfortunately too much other filler that, that, yeah, didn't live up to the price. No, that is not a $150 one. And it's a yeah. shame because that ink and quill set is really cool looking. 
Yeah. Even if you never use it, it definitely just strikes a nice presence on your desk. It definitely does, you know. It's just unfortunate that they didn't sort of continue on. Like, it felt like they kind of got it. Yeah, but they just didn't push it far enough. Yeah, they didn't commit to it. It was sort of like, you get it, you, you know, it's a goth spooky game, and they include the the notebook and the ink pen, but some of the other stuff just felt too much like filler. Yeah, it fell by the wayside. Like, you know, an art book, nobody mm. cares because it's art that was never used. Yeah. And a digital soundtrack, like, eh, come on, man, you could have put it on, you know, vinyl or something. Yeah. But, I mean, nothing against the game. I've never, I really don't know much about the game, but if that one was cheaper, I would have bought the game and learned to love it. Yeah. Um, but now what I want to move into in the second half of this one. Yeah. We looked at the ones we liked. Let's look at some of the really terrible ones that you remember. Mm. Do you remember any good ones? I'm going to give you one that it made absolute, it, no sense. Yeah. Especially for the money that they were probably charging for it. I didn't even bother to look up the price. It yeah. was Call of Duty World at War. Ah. It, you know, had the steel book, the game, blah, 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 some, like, day one upgrade and a week of double XP for online thing. Then it came with a canteen, you know, yeah. with an engraved logo on it, which, hey, that's pretty cool. Eh, there's a problem for it. Or a problem it with was, it, I should say. I know what it is. Yeah, the fact that it was fused shut and you couldn't drink from it and also it couldn't stand up. Ah, oh, the one that I read was that it was also the inside was lined with lead. Well, that may have been also, but the you couldn't. Uh, it was actually welded shut, like you couldn't take ah. the top off. <laughs> so what the hell is the and like I said, that was probably a hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, no, that. But the fact of the matter is, the best part about that is the steelbook case. Yeah, exactly. Not worth whatever money they were charging for it. Alright, I've got another one that's infamous. Okay, which one? The Dead Island Riptide Collector's oh my Edition. Christ. Wasn't that the yeah, the one of the woman's torso in a bikini? Yep. You know, statue. headless, armless, mold. Yeah. yeah, with like the British flag bikini on. Yep. You know, it's <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say about that one. I... It was... A choice was made. You um, know what? I, I will give them this. They had a plan, and they saw the plan through. They did. It's... Whether or not it was the best plan, obviously, wasn't, yeah. wasn't so, but they committed, and good on them for it. I guess so. You know, it's... It's just such a sort of strange thing. Like, are you really going to put this up on a shelf somewhere in your house? Exactly. Like a headless, armless, bikini-clad torso statue. No, that's not going to go anywhere. You know, I think it's the reason why other sort of zombie games learn. Like, if you look at something like State of Decay 2, you know, they go for kind of a much more generic zombie head statue, which... You know, I think it works better. Yeah, that works better because it could also be like a movie prop. Yeah, you, you know, know so, but when you're starting... this is so weird and so wrong. Yeah, you know, when you're you're getting into, yeah, you know, sort of weird oh. women's torsos. Exactly, you know, you bring, um, you know, your mother-in-law comes in and comes into the game room and that's sitting there on the shelf. Exactly. It's a little weird. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. Uh, on that note of weird, creepy statues, did you ever see the one for fear? No. Oh, my God. Google it. It's the Fear Collector's Edition. Yeah. It was a seven-inch tall statue of Alma. Uh, Alma Wade. I, I actually like the games. And she was a pregnant emaciated rotting corpse oh yeah um oh and guess what the best part of it was the womb glowed in the dark 
you know, so that sort of falls into the the weirdness that I would put, you know, we've got kind of three here. We've got the, the BB pod from Death Stranding. You've got the woman's torso from Riptide. Now you've got this from Fear where, like, imagine if you had all three on a shelf. Exactly. And, and then, you, yeah, you brought someone over to your house. Yeah. And I... What the hell? And, like, you, if you look at the statue, like, the ribs are sticking out. It's really gross. Yeah. Uh, so, again, you sort of think it, decisions were made, you know. It's yes, yes decisions it's a, were made, but like, what the hell were these decisions? Yeah, like could they not have found anything else from the game to to make a statue? Like no other character or weapon or item. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. I don't well, know about that one. How about um? You know how we always say, you know, if it if it's got a, a standard thing as a figure, yeah. What if the figures are terrible? Not not just like gross or really strange, because at least the the Riptide thing and the Fear thing were actually well sculpted. Yeah. What about the Marvel versus Capcom little mini statues that were just terrible? Yeah, or uh, the big one which came with the Infinity Stones. Or whatever. Yeah, that's the one I know. I'm talking about. The Infinity oh, Stones yeah. are just garbage. That was I'm pretty awful. sure they were just sawed-off ring pops. They look like the dollar store Easter eggs where you just pop them in half because you're supposed to put your own candy inside them, but it just looked like they glued a bunch of those inside yeah. a, a really cheap plastic case and put a light under them. Yeah, and they, were char- they had the nerve to charge $200 for that. Yeah, you know, and... I'm sorry, but no. That was pretty bad. You know, Marvel, we all know Marvel is, you know, a money sponge, but Jesus, come on, you guys. Yeah, the quality on that, I think, disappointed just about everybody. Yeah, I would say. You know, the statues were fine. I don't think they were necessarily anything great, but you didn't even care about the statues because everybody was just so angry about that case. Oh my god, it was terrible. Yeah. Um... What else did you find? Because I, I actually started looking for some of the bad ones, and I found some really bad ones. Uh, I haven't found... Well, I didn't pay too much attention to other terrible ones. Uh, I, I actually, weirdly, on the ones. I found a Final Fantasy game on the list, which is weird to me, because you don't really hear much about Final Fantasy. Yeah. It was Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, it included a leatherette-wrapped drinking cup that... Didn't work as a cup. Yeah. And it's uh, because it literally came with, do not fill the product with the following materials as they may cause damage. Items including salt and solid materials, carbonated beverages, milk or other dairy beverages, fruit juices, etc. <laughs> so you paid a crap ton of money for a cup that's not even a cup. Lovely. You can't, Literally... What the hell is the point of a cup that you cannot put liquid in? Yeah. I think the collector's edition of uh, one of the Just Causes came with the little arm slingshot grapple thing. Oh, yeah? And it was pretty bad. You know, it should be cool because it's a replica of a huge in-game item, but it was so plasticky and just... Yeah, just... Cheap. Yeah, you know, that, feeling? That's what it is. Cheap. And it just sort of had the little grapple part was just sort of a bit of wire with a, a kind of hook that just sort of bobbed. I don't think it even retracted or moved at all. Hmm. It was just sort of like, here's five inches of, of cheap wire and a hook on the end, and it just sort of flailed around. Yeah. It was... So that was unfortunate. Uh, okay, well, here, unfortunate. Halo. Remember the Halo 3 Legendary Edition? Was that the one with the Are, helmet? Oh, no, the, yeah. The Legendary Edition had the helmet. The Limited Edition. Mm. It was 70 bucks, And literally all it came with was the Steelbook case and an art book. Ah, boo. Dude, really? That's... Yeah. I mean, I like Halo. I'm a huge fan of Halo. But that is a slap in the face. Yeah, that's ridiculous. 
Yeah, I mean, that's an extra 20 bucks for an art book that nobody wanted in the first place. I, I just don't understand art books. Even games that I like, because you can find all of that art for free online. Yeah. You know, you're paying for that art book, and you could use... That money could have gone to something so much cooler. It just feels like such a sort of filler item, just shove a bunch of concept art into you know into a book and just put it in there like like as an art book are you gonna have like 10 different art books on your bookshelf right exactly and how often are you gonna pull it out like oh i think this evening i'll retire by the fireplace and look at the art of <laughs> halo 3 exactly so i just i'm sure from... there's somebody out there that does it but guess what i haven't met him yet and you're not no i just it so i find it frustrating because yeah you just sort of think you know what else could you have gotten you know with that money yeah in the you know what else could they have put in that's way more interesting exactly um all right, now this one, I was reading up on it because on the on the face value of it, it didn't seem bad, but the way it was handled was pretty piss poor in the execution department. What's that? Uh, limited edition for Fable 2. Mm. Um, it was set to include a premium box, so that checks Ooh. off one of your boxes, pun intended. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they get points for different Fable-themed tarot cards. Yeah. A little hobby figure a DVD with the making of featurette and exclusive DLC. Hmm. Like, okay, on the whole, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. And that was 80 bucks. Like, okay, that's not terrible. Mm hmm. Uh, but when they were first shipped, all that came with was the DVD and the download content. Oh. Uh, so they forgot the cards, the box, and the figure. That's kind of integral to a collector's edition. Yeah. Um, it was, And they actually announced that the change was going to happen a couple weeks before they released the game. And then they reduced it from $80 to $70. I don't care. I still wouldn't pay $70. Well, exactly. What about the... the people that already paid the $80? Oh, and then the best part is when they sent out some of them, like I think half of them came without the codes for the DLC. <laughs> so you just keep getting less and less. Exactly. Like you're paying more, you're getting less, and that, and that was just uh, you know very badly handled. Yeah. Um, and uh, all right. Well, let's kind of start wrapping this one up. Um, I think the one thing we talked about, and I want to go back to it because it's an interesting idea, the Riptide figure, and the BB figure. Mm. And why would you have that on your shelf? <laughs> but at the same time, really, why would you have any of these on your shelves? Well, that's sort of the thing. Like, a lot of the statues are really nice. Like, there's no denying that. But my thing about them is that, you know, if you buy four or five collector's items, basically, in your life you can end up with kind of a really weird hodgepodge of quite large statues that take up a lot of space that don't really work together. Yeah, and that's the you thing. Know. Like, like the, the Assassin's Creed statue is beautiful. The Snow mm -hmm. Troll statue from Lord of the Rings is beautiful. They don't make sense together. Yeah, and then you could have the Halo Spartans beside it, and then you could have your BB pod, and then you could have right, your, the cyberpunk motorcycle. Yeah, your cyberpunk motorcycle, or your, uh, you know, Titanfall mask, and none of it makes sense together. No, you know, and so, like, the things, yeah, they're they're sort of beautiful on their own, and if you only have one or two sort of on their own shelves, you know, at least to me, that I think that would look good, but yeah, you just sort of end up kind of looking like a weird video game hodgepodge kitsch store after a while. Exactly. And, you know, especially if that's the only thing in the room that has the theme of that game, it's just even more glaringly out of place. Exactly. You know, so I suppose that's the problem. I think that's why you, you tend to find a lot of these things in thrift stores and secondhand stores very oh, yeah. quickly. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, same with like all the, the loot crate stuff, but that's for a different day. But yeah, like, I've seen a, that is for a, a lot of, day of the week, but yeah, I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, 
a lot of these statues and thrift stores for only, you know, five or ten dollars that originally came in these, you know, hundred and fifty dollar collector's editions. Somebody exactly. just so I mean just, there are some that I uh, that admittedly I would really like. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know where I would display them. Yeah. I mean, at least some of the stuff I have, at least it's kind of themed. Well, that's it, you know, it's, everybody gets so hyped about the statues, and then you sort of have to think about, well, where are you going to keep it in your house? Right, and why, why, how would it make sense there? Like, you know, I have an area that I have just my, all the Funkos I have. Mm -hmm. That makes sense, because it's all the Funkos, and then on the other side, I've got my little Lego minifigures. Yeah. And then I've got my McFarlane toys, so while there's different areas of the same room, at least they're grouped by what makes sense. Yeah, you know, yeah, but if you just sort of start getting all these giant statues, it's, it just becomes weird sometimes. <clears throat> oh, absolutely, because, like, especially when there's no rhyme or reason to why they belong there, or why they're sitting there. Yeah. But, I don't know, but, what do you think, as we close this out, of the idea of the Collector's Edition as a, as a whole entity? Uh, I don't have a problem with it. I think, you know, it seems like it's something that fans enjoy, which is why they keep making them. They sell well. People want, thing, you know, little kitsch things of, of their favorite video games. Exactly. You want interesting stuff. I do wish that they would move away from the formula. I think it's lazy. Yeah, I agree. that it. it you don't need, like, 20 items. And you just fill it in with, like, coasters and dollar store kitsch. You can get away with having three or four really nice items. You know? Or even one or two. Yeah, and it doesn't always have to even be a statue. Like, why did statues become the thing? Right, exactly. When did that movement happen? I wasn't consulted about that. I didn't get a postcard. (laughs) You know, like, if you're doing something else, why does it have to be a statue? Exactly. So I think it would be neat to see, you know, some move away from that. Exactly. Kind of like the ones that, even though their price tag may have been rather inflated, it was interesting. Like um, the Call of Duty thing. Or no, yeah. Was it yeah. Call of Duty or... No, Black Ops. Yeah, with, just with things mini, that went... Yeah, with the mini yeah. fridge. That's cool. The claptrap that you could control from your phone. That's cool. And it's not a, it's a statue, but it's a movable, interactive statue. Yeah, that's more of a toy, you know, so, like, those are cool. I just think it's it's more interesting that way. It, it does get a little bit tiring of, you know, this statue and that statue and this statue and that statue. Right. You know? And, again, nowhere really to put them. Yeah. But, on that note, uh, we've covered, you know, scratched the surface of the, uh, the video game collector's editions in some other venue at some point we will talk about the subscription boxes because that's a thing in and of itself yes but uh closing thoughts on the collector's edition of vidgy games yeah if you like it you like it i guess exactly and there's something out there for everyone and there's probably somebody out there that really wants that little bb pod Yes. So do yourself a favor, Google it right before you go to bed and enjoy the nightmare fuel. So for CNC and the Carnival of Randomness, I'm Zach. I'm Rai. Collect them all. Gotta collect them all. That's another franchise, but that's all for me. We'll see you next time.